Let's go, let's go. Welcome back to The Edge with your boy, Micah Parsons, live in your Bleacher Report app. As always, drop any questions and comments in the chat, and I'll respond during and after the show. Let's get ready to it. Played on Thursday, big Thursday night game. I always love a Thursday night game because you get the whole weekend. Uh, you get Friday, Saturday, Sunday, the rest to recover, and then you still go into your original week, so you get a very long weekend. It's almost like a mini bye week, so Thursday games is always feel fresh. You feel great, uh, especially going into the big games that we have uh, this week, so it's going to be a good one. Seahawks, Cowboys, great game Thursday night, most viewed game ever. Over 15 million viewers uh, battle. Uh, Gino, at, uh, Gino came to play. Uh, that was a very tough game. Gino came out there striking. Uh, DK, too. I mean, DK had this sign language celebration. I mean, this was, I'm not even going to lie, this might have been top five celebrations. Uh, this year, without a doubt, um, definitely different. Uh, the creativity, I mean, everything he put into that was super dope about it. Um, everyone wanted to know about this tweet that I put out, and, and, it, and it, I said, I really don't see no team players the same watch any game, uh, any film or any game. It's sad. And when I said it is, when you play the Cowboys, it's not the Super Bowl, but it's not even just that, right? You watch film, you get, you go watch one uh, from the last we're in week 12, 13, you watch the first 12, 11 weeks of film, and then you go and watch our game. It's completely different game plans, completely different uh, strategies. Uh, they they go away from everything they've been doing, so it's always harder uh, in-game adjustments and things like that because of what we're seeing and things like that. And it's always quite frustrating, especially as a player. You're thinking, hey, I got to bite on this team. And, you know, obviously that's part of the competitive spirit. Um, it just sucks when you don't have the expectations that you're going to have and the competitiveness and the drive and what you want to do and accomplish in the game. That's all I meant by it. Nothing personal. Um, we still won, still had a great game, but it was just that greatness aspect that uh, myself and I know my team wanted to reach. It just wasn't a perfect game. It could have been better. But, you know, my guy Dak Prescott had another amazing game, 29 for 41, 299 yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions. And this what leads me into my MVP conversation. I kind of hit on it last week, but we're going to go from my, my top five right now. Um, and this time we're going to go in order. And with mine, this is not a QB-based award for me. This is the most viable player. Um, this is the most viable player award. You know, I think with MVP and things like this that it should not matter if you're a QB, a defensive player, or a non, whatever, a non-QB. This is not a QB award. As much as we want to paint this picture uh, and the awards are so one-sided and uh, they're so determined on who they want to give it to, because a, a QB does have a lot of value in a position. And I don't want to take that away from them. Um, your QB really can determine if you win games or not. But there's just this one guy, right, that just is he's, he defies physics, right? Um, I don't, I think he might need weekly drug tests. Uh, I don't know, but this guy right here, he's been above and beyond for his team this year. I mean, he's taking screens for 60 and 70 yards. Like he is going absolutely berserk. I mean, this guy, he, he has to be, and if he breaks this record, right? If he breaks this record, this is the going to be the first time in NFL history. Like, that has to be credited for something. Like, I mean, bro, we're going to get into it. Uh, five right now for me, uh, 
I'm gonna definitely have to go with uh, Lamar Jackson. Number five for me would be Lamar Jackson. Uh, number four, I'm gonna go with Tua. Number four, we're gonna go with Tua. Uh, number three, actually, actually, I'm not even going number four with Tua. I'm not even gonna go number four with Tua. I'm gonna have to go with Tyreek. I have to go with Tyreek. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to go with Tyreek. Num- number three for me will be Brock Purdy. Number two will be Jalen Hurts. And number one will be Dak Prescott. Easy. This is the top five in order. I know it's a QB. And I did it, and I did this because I know it's a QB-based award, right? Um, so that's why Tyreek didn't make my top three. And he's just an outlier. But Tyreek is easily in the top three, if not number one. And I don't want to just say it's Dak Prescott. Because I think Tyreek, if he breaks this record, right? If he breaks this record, he has to be MVP. But Dak, he is the best quarterback in the NFL right now. It's a QBS award. Uh, he will be MVP most likely, and Tyreek will end up being Offensive Player of the Year. But if, if they do give it to Ty, if they do give it to a non-football player, and Tyreek Hill breaks this record, he goes over two thousand yards. He will be. He should be MVP. He should be MVP, without a doubt. He should be MVP. He's on pace for 2,100 yards. And I want to another person I want to give a big shout-out to is my guy, Mike Evans. He's up there on the wall today. If you see who's on the wall, I mean, bruh, over 10 straight seasons with over 1,000 yards. 10 straight seasons with over 1,000 yards. Bruh, this is... He's only one less than Mike Evans. I mean, he's only one less than Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice has 11 seasons with 1,000 yards. But he's the first player to have 10 straight seasons with 1,000 yards. This is legendary. He's a Hall of Famer. I want to, I, And he doesn't get his credit enough because... And I actually saw a stat today. I can't remember all the quarterbacks yet. He did this with seven different quarterbacks. That was a crazy stat. Mike Evans did that with seven different quarterbacks. Mike Evans, you're a legend. We appreciate what you've done for the game. You don't get your flowers enough, but I appreciate you and what you do for a game. And, yes, you beat me a couple of times. It's been a hell of a war. I actually want to tell you a crazy story about Mike Evans, and this was my first time meeting him. I was actually in college, and I seen Mike Evans. Uh, he might have been walking out of a restaurant or something like that, and Mike Evans had no idea who I was. And I go up to Mike Evans, and he could, he could tell you the truth about this story. I go up to Mike Evans, and I'm just like, yo, you don't know who I am, but I'm coming in the league. And it was just like, I was, and I think I was in Miami, um, maybe right after the draft. And he was there, um, and I was like, you don't know who I am, but you're going to see my time coming. And I, and I went back to him when we played on that one game, and I was like, hey, man, I told you I was going to be here one day. And, uh, you know, I always thought that was pretty dope because he still sat there and talked to me, and he had no idea who I was or who I was going to be and stuff like that. So I always tell you, Mike Evans is, like, one of the dopest people. Um, he's one of the dopest people I ever met. Like, kind-hearted, genuine dude, great dude, for sure. And, and, there, and there is some debate, right? They're, they talk about, but before, besides that, let's they talk about the debate with Purdy and uh, Dak and, and Jalen. When you look at the scheme of things and you look at, you know, what Purdy's doing, Purdy is playing great football for a second-year QB regardless. I think 
But the thing about it, I think his playmakers are just making better plays. If you see Debo's runs, those are quick passes. Yes, he's getting to him. But honestly, sometimes, truth about it or not, and I am talking crazy right now. I am talking crazy right now. And I'm and I'm talking very crazy. I truly believe I could be Tyreek Hill's quarterback. Yeah. I could throw it up to Tyreek Hill. I could throw a screen pass to Debo. Like, I, and this might be the crazy mad inside of me, but these players are just that good. Christian McCaffrey is just that good. If I get to get the ball out to Christian McCaffrey in space, he's going to make someone miss. He's going to make a play happen for me. Same thing with Debo. IU, Kittle, they're a great playmaker. If you watch that game, they were able to make people's miss and obviously make big plays off of it. Small pass, precise passes, um, kept in front of them. You look at this, this, the pass chart, right? Those those aren't hard passes. They're good passes. But those players are really freaking good at what they do. They're some of the best. Uh, each player is top five uh, at their at their uh, position. But they're just super good. And, and, and that's just what they do. So that's my MVP debate. I already gave y'all my focal point on Tyreek Hill. Uh, Tyreek Hill will be the offensive player of the year. But if he breaks that record, he should be the MVP. Without a doubt. And, and that's just no doubt about it. it I, look at this crazy stat, right? Tyreek has more receiving yards than every Cardinals receiver, every Patriots receiver, every Giants receiver, Judge wide receiver, and Falcons wide receiver. That is an insane stat. That's an insane stat. Like, I don't even think people are realizing how crazy of a stat that is that one man is accomplishing. Tyreek, keep doing what you're doing. Just don't do that on Christmas Day. I'm going to see you then, Cheetah. You know you my dog for real. I'm going to see you on Christmas Day. Just don't do that stuff against me. I'm not trying to be chasing you all up down the field. And that's a fact. So, but anyway, the conversation is over. Let's get into a guy that I told y'all not to write off. And he's had two huge wins and pretty much back-to-back weeks. And, and and this guy, a lot of people said we need to move on. Um, they, and I want to, I don't know if we bring it up. I want to see, I want to show y'all his stats prior to this when everyone's throwing him in the dirt. Everyone was throwing him in the shame. Um, but if we don't have his stats, right? Look at this. Y'all said the first two games, he was six TDs, zero interceptions. Last four games, he was four TDs, seven interceptions. A lot of people said we should move on from Jordan Love. We shouldn't do this. We shouldn't do that, right? And, and this is where I always try to get on you guys about it. And I say, this is completely wrong. We should not be doing this to young quarterbacks who are still progressing in the league. We sit, we're doing that with Bryce Young. We're doing that with Jordan Love. Um, and that's our common thing. We're like, oh, they're not playing well. We do it with Zach Wilson. They're not playing well. Let's get rid of them. We got to find a new guy. And reality, you need to stick with these guys. You need to build confidence in them. It does not come easy, right? It does not come easy. Jordan Love just beat... They were the number two seed, uh, Lions. He just beat, he just beat a, the best. People will say he's one of the best teams in the NFL, and that's the Chiefs. Uh, he beat Patrick Mahomes on primetime, and, and that's pretty freaking hard to do. He beat Patrick Mahomes on primetime. And this is why I say you shouldn't give up. His last three games, 857 passing yards, eight touchdowns, and zero interceptions. This is what it means when your quarterback is building confidence and people say he's looking like Rodgers. No, he's looking like Jay Love. 
that studied Rodgers, who played under Rodgers, he was he's he's starting to get that experience. You guys have to realize Jordan Love didn't play a lot of football. He got scrapped minutes behind Aaron Rodgers. So the first four years of his career, he'd never seen the field. Jordan Love has the potential to be the franchise quarterback for the Packers for a very long time. He is playing amazing ball. Couldn't be more happy for him. But this is why we should have shamed players for bad games. It happens. This is the most competitive sport in the world. It is hard to win in the NFL, and it's even harder to stay and be great and consistent in the NFL. Jordan Love, keep going. Let's stop shaming, and let's start building confidence. Pick these people up. Pick them up. Pick them up. Jordan Love, keep going, brother. That's just how you do it. Keep keep turning the page. Keep turning the page. Matt LaFour is 16-0 in the month of December with the Packers. That's an insane stat. And this is where the Packers rank in the NFC as we get closer to playoffs. They're ranked 7th in the playoff ranking, right? They're ranked 7th. With that record, the Packers have a chance to be... Uh, honestly, it would be interesting if they're able to beat the Lions and win out. They might could, they could be end up being a 4th seed in playoffs. And that's, a, and that's a scary sign because the Packers are a really good team with a really good coach. It's going to be very interesting to see what this team does. And the same, it's going to be very interesting to see how Jay Love continues to perform in the month of December. And that's championship football month. Championship football month. It'll be very fun to see. Now, the next quarterback I want to get into is the Jets and the Zach Wilson saga. There are reports this week that the Jets want to go back to Zach Wilson, but he is reluctant. My thoughts on the situation, right? A lot of you said y'all wanted to get rid of Zach Wilson and y'all shamed him. And, and and I truly do believe Zach Wilson was definitely reading the media. He got blamed by the media. He got blamed by everyone. When Coach Salada said they, they, that was their best option at quarterback, right? And you thought anybody can just play quarterback in the NFL because y'all just think quarterback is just the easiest job, which is not. And that's why I do understand why it's the MVP um, – of the league. It's, one, it's probably the hardest position in the NFL, without a doubt. But as fans, right, I'm a fan of the game, and I'm a fan of football. Uh, I'm a fan of the, just everything about football. And I, obviously, I'm blessed enough to play, and I'm blessed enough to play at the highest level. So understanding, you're, you're telling me, right, you got some of the highest paid athletes, best athletes in the world, all scheming up to slow down another team. There's a lot of game playing. There's a lot of intelligent players, right? There, we do everything to slow down this man, right? And this man has to do everything in his power to make sure we don't slow him down. Has his execution been great? No, it hasn't. And we're just going to be honest. Zach Wilson's execution hasn't been great. But in reality, he's a good enough player to win games. He has won games and in some of the, the, the hardest league in the world, Right? Bryce Young, he's struggling to win games. It, it, it's common. Like, it's it's a hard position to play, and it takes a lot of blame, right? If I go out and miss two sacks or don't do no production and Dak throws for 400 and maybe three picks and we lose the game, no one cares about what I did. And, and that's the reality. And, and you can say I'm one of the better players of the Cowboys and I, I'm one of the bigger faces of the Cowboys. But in reality, no one cares what I did. Everyone cares about what your quarterback did and if he performed enough and bet good enough to win. That is some of the hardest part about football, right? And being a quarterback, especially, and he's in New York. 
New York's huge in football. They love football. Uh, New York media. And you guys deliberately and attemptfully killed this man's confidence. Y'all, 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 y'all single-handedly broke him down and to the point where this man, I don't even know if he really wants to play there anymore or if he feels he needs a new start. But it, it's tough for him. And I, and I get why he's like, man, I don't think I can succeed on this team. And sometimes you can succeed on a team, right? You see it between Kirk Cousins, how he was before, and when he got to Minnesota, he started playing better. It, sometimes it's just like that, right? But this is what I would say. If I'm Zach, right, and you know this team may move on from me, um, you have this narrative that is painted against you, and you have an opportunity to fix it. That's a beautiful thing about life. And if I are you, I don't care what no one says. I don't care what no one thinks. I'm going to go out here and just play my brand of football. I'm going to go out here and play my brand of football. And that's the best thing you can do, right? Because if you, if you, if I have five games left and I say this is, and, and you almost have to put this to the point where my life depends on this, right? Your life depends on this. This will determine if you'll be in this the NFL for years to come. You have an opportunity to not let your teammates down, get better, and say, I'm going to play my brand of football. It doesn't matter. If I want to lose, it doesn't matter. I'm going to just go out here, have fun, and remember why I played this game. And then you're going to buy yourself time to say, I could go win on another team. I just can't win here. And people will respect that. But you have to give yourself that opportunity to say, I don't care what no one else thinks. I'm going to go play my brand of football and be great. And that's how I feel about that, Zach. So if you hear me right now, go play your brand of football. You only have a little bit left. You have four or five games left. Play your brand of football and just go shine, man. Who cares what people think? Go shine. Go shine. And that's how I feel about it. Colts, a quality team sneaking the playoff race. They're on a four-game winning streak. Garner's balling. Garner's balling. I think our Colts was a team that people thought when Anthony Richardson went down, they were going to go down. But Gardner Mishu, he's not running back already. He's not running back either. People should not sleep on Gardner Mishu. He is playing great ball. The Colts' defense is playing great ball. This is a team that people might be worried about come playoff time. They might have to worry about the Colts, especially with the Browns' injuries and uh, the big loss they had. We don't know how to – and they. I don't know how long Amari Cooper's out and things like that. The Browns are still a really good team, but we don't know how that's going to turn out. Let's see how they battle this adversity. But the Colts might be a team that might be going like this, and they might surprise some teams come playoff time, especially because how the AFC's been playing. We don't know how the AFC is going to turn out. A lot of teams are 9-3, and 7-3. I mean, 9-3, 8-4, and three, uh, eight and 7-5. Uh, and seven and five. We do not know how this is going to turn out. Miami Dolphins are number one seed right now. We do not know how this is going to turn out. A lot of teams been taking a lot of upsets. Oh, we don't know. This is going to be a very spicy side. Very spicy. But that's it for NFL. I want to get into the college football playoff. I kind of tweeted about this a little bit. The college football playoff teams were announced on Sunday. We got Michigan, Washington, Texas, and Alabama. Do you believe FSU was snubbed? And let's look at Jordan Travis's tweet. Devastated, heartbroken, and so much disbelief right now. I wish my leg broke early in the season so y'all could see this team is much more than the quarterback. I thought results matter 13-0, and this roster matches up across 
Any team in the top four rankings, I am so sorry. Go nose. That's what a QB and captain looks like, right? That is, that is, and I do truly believe they were snubbed. And, and it sucks because Texas, they have a loss. Alabama have a loss. And how they set the playoff, they said each team who wins their division, and, th- and this is kind of how they said it at first, right? Each team that wins their division, you got the ACC, the SEC, Big Ten, uh, and whoever else, right? You already know. They never said it's about who was who was. They said the team that wins their their side, their division, and things like that. Then it started to develop a little bit more when Bama lost. I remember when Bama lost, and they were number one, and they lost, and it was like, no, we're going with the best teams. We can't kick out Bama because they're they're one of the best teams. I think it, it's a honestly this this list made it a mockery of what college football is, right? This made a fool out of the 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 people who chose the top four. You can say that FSU wasn't a top four team, right? And then you could argue, you can't say that Georgia wasn't a top four team. I understand this was one of the hardest things to do, but you cannot do that to a group of men and young men at that who are trying to build the sport. This this was absolutely wrong. This should have not been done. And this is this is a mockery of the sport. And this is why people are starting not to take college football as seriously because of things like this. This this they shouldn't even have allowed this, right? I feel bad for FSU. This shouldn't have been done to them. And, and that's complete 13 and 0 is hard to do. It's hard to win games in college. And they beat top matchups. They beat everything. Even without Travis, they are winning. It's devastating. It is devastating. And, and I argue for Georgia because I thought Georgia played a good game. They did lose. Um, but I can't sit back. And if you're going off best teams, right? And, and this is the, the controversy that I feel about it, right? You don't put FSU in it, right? Because you said they weren't one of the top four teams. Can y'all honestly look in the mirror and say, that Georgia's not a top four team? You're telling me all four of these teams are better than the Georgia Bulldogs right now. I, I cannot agree with that. I can't agree with that. I have to, like, what they did this year makes no sense. No sense. They said, do you think TCU's performance in last year's national championship influenced to leave FSU out? Maybe. But at the end of the day, TCU deserved to be there. Georgia was just that dominant. Georgia dominated everyone in the same fashion. We could not make that same comparison. This is a different group of men, different coaches. You cannot compare last year to this year. That is completely wrong. Completely wrong. Not justified at all. Not justified at all. You just cannot justify that. If that's the case, right, you look at a team like Washington. Washington has elite talent. Was the Pac-12 really that dumb? I, I'd rather just wait and see, and let's go over how this how it breaks down. But I definitely think it'll be it'll, Alabama or Michigan are going to win the whole thing. Alabama or Michigan are going to win the whole thing, without a doubt. But let's take some final questions from the chat um, before we finish up here. So, if it's the best teams or most deserving, I believe it's not even about the most deserving. 
how I broke down originally, it said whoever wins their conference, whoever was the winner of the SEC, the Big Ten, ACC, or whatever it was, whoever was the winner would move on to be in the college football playoff. That's what they said. And then they started saying, well, it doesn't work like that, so we're going to do most deserving. Because Penn State got snubbed the same way. We we were, I remember Saquon Barkley's year, we won the Big Ten Championship, but we ended up going to the Rose Bowl because they said we weren't one of the final best four teams. They definitely have to fix their ruling about what they want to put in there and how they're going to do it because this didn't make sense this year. It didn't make sense at all. It just didn't make sense. How do you leave CMC off the MVP list? I, You can argue... Christian McCaffrey as MVP for sure. But if you're going to choose, and, and I and I did that strictly because it's a QB-based award, but if you're going to put one non-QB player on there, it has to be Tyreek Hill. It has to be. Um, nothing against Christian McCaffrey. He's having a, one of the best years from running back, over 1,000 yards, leading the league in touchdowns. But Tyreek Hill is playing the best as a non-QB, without a doubt. If Debo helps Purdy and Hill helps Tua, CD isn't helping Dak to be an MVP combo too. I'm not saying that as a negative. CD's have uh, having amazing year, right? But you have to look at how good what they're accomplishing, right? Let's look at CD's route tree and what he's doing, how he's scoring, the way he's getting open downfield. Versus Debo. I saw Debo last week take a screen pass for 40-plus yards. I saw him take a slant for 50-plus yards. And that all goes to QB passing, right? I'm not taking away anything from Purdy. He made the pass. I'm not saying that. But when you have elite skill weapons who can take, like Tyreek Hill, I seen him take screens for 60. I'm not trying to take anything away from Purdy. I'm just saying when you have such elite weapons all across the field, players that Purdy has a top three tight end. Ayuk is, I can't say top 10, but he's a really, really good receiver. Debo Samuel, he's a he's a flex, right? He's a running back, receiver, whatever how you want to put it. He's a he's the he's the best flex in the NFL. Chris McCaffrey's the best running back in the NFL. And then you have great pieces around it, right? Trent Williams, best left tackle, but we're not getting into that. We're talking about pure player and what they can do. It's not even arguable. I mean, they do such great things when they get the ball. They just get them out in space. And I think Kyle Shanahan does a great job coordinating. They are elite. So when you can do stuff like that, it takes away, right? Let's look at Tyreek Hill's touchdowns. I wish there was a stat when it talks about Yards of completed pass versus, and there's a stat, what the receiver does after he catches the pass. You'll quite frankly find this amazing what Tyreek Hill has been able to do this year. They're making the passes without a doubt, and that's why you can't take it away from them. But the skilled players in this league are just so much better now. They're so much better. Um, What about Mac Jones? Um, Mac is a little bit of a different story for me, right? I'm a person who cares about effort. I do not think Mac Jones 
is trying. When I see him play, I just don't see the play style. Like, it's one thing to struggle and you're playing lights out and you're doing everything you possibly can, and maybe you just might not be talented enough. Maybe you just might not have the speed, the talent. But if you watch him play, it's not as if he is... It's not like he has the same type of confidence and play style as other quarterbacks, right? When I see other QBs throw a pick, they sprint trying to tackle the defender. Mac Jones just whips. Like, he's not looking for contact. He constantly has his head down. His body language is bad. And, and it sucks because we've seen him at Bama, and he he was a winner. He was a winner. So to see the Mac Jones at Bama to now, it does not look like the same player. And I know that it all doesn't transition and he had amazing talent around him at Bama. I'm not gonna I'm not so I'm not gonna go about talent wise and things like that. But he had one of the greater he had the greatest college coach ever, and that's Saban. Arguably one of the greatest NFL coaches, that's Belichick. So it's not really coaching. It's it, it's a little bit with the player. The effort's not there. I think the potential's there for sure. And I'm not trying to discourage him. I just wish his effort was there. You could tell when someone's putting their all into it. And it, it just looks like he's giving up on his team, right? I don't really want to hit the Mac Jones because if you watch the tape, he just doesn't, I just don't see that competitive nature, like that hunger. He's not hungry. Like, you could just see, like, I, just just look. What do you think about Jake Browning last night? I thought that was crazy. I thought he played amazing. All right. I just saw a stat, t- too, that he was one of the seven quarterbacks to have him with 350 passing yards and with a, over 85% completion rate. When you, when you, if you, like, I don't know, who had that? The Bengals going to go upset top-seeded Jags? On Monday Night Football, that was an amazing game. Top game, Jake Browning absolutely hooped. Absolutely hooped. Did you see Sean McVay talk about his fantasy team thoughts? I think McVay was joking around a little bit. I don't think he was too serious. I thought he was just messing around. Out of respect for their field goal block operation, we said, let's make sure we have great ball security, but if we can punch it in, um, you know, Kyron's on my fantasy team. It's a joke. It's a joke. I don't really mean that. All right, kidding. I just think he's egging on the fans a little bit. Um, obviously, because y'all care about fantasy a little bit uh, so much, and he's being spicy. But Jake Brownie entered conversation with Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson. Like, that is dope, man. Jake, keep balling. Way to step up for your team in one of the biggest moments. Huge. Huge. Joe Mixon balled out last night. Man, but preview of this Sunday. I know this is what y'all here for. Big game. Eagles-Cowboys, number one rivalry in all of football. Doesn't matter where you put it. Of course, Shaq Leonard signed with the Eagles yesterday. Um, Big signing for them. I mean, I feel like they already really had a good defense. Um, You know, super talented. You add him. Uh, We don't know how they're going to use him yet, but super dope. Um, does this matchup have MVP implications? Of course. Of course. They're always going to do big games. Uh, Jalen Herbert's obviously a top three quarterback at MVP race. Dak Prescott, you got two great quarterbacks, two great defenses. It's going to be a great game. Uh, super excited. 
it's going to come down to execution and finishing. Uh, so, man, y'all know what to do, Cowboy Nation. See y'all Sunday. Let's protect our land. We're America's team for a reason. We need everyone there. Sell it out. Pack it out. It's going to be one of the games of the century. Can't wait to see that. Y'all already know Eagles, Cowboys. Super excited to perform in front of y'all. And I'll see y'all next week on The Edge with your boy, Michael Parsons. Love. I appreciate y'all. Love y'all. And see y'all next week.